broke up my marriage. You're an awful person. You're 24 years old. Why would I listen to you? Why would you be giving therapy and advice to people who clearly need it? It doesn't make any sense, Ari. This is a horrible idea. You're listening to you listening to unlicensed, 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 unlicensed therapy with Ari Manis. Is this ASMR? What's ASMR? You don't know what ASMR is? Uh uh-uh. Damn, dude. Man, you're you're a caveman. What's ASMR? ASMR is um like this new craze. Like it's like YouTube videos where people speak in this really like low tone. Oh, and like it's whispering like, rap. Yeah, and they're like like whispering rap music. And I got my Starburst and I unwrapped it. <laughs> and like to some people, the noise is like um like makes them feel good. Like for me, it's disgusting. Like every time I hear someone talking that ASMR voice, I'm like, shut the fuck up, turn that off. But some people like love it. Like if, if that is ASMR, she didn't warn me about it or tell me. I just thought it was a girl with, that was molested when she was a, a child. Oh, uh, okay. So that's not ASMR. I think those are two separate things. <laughs> you sure? Positive. Maybe ASMR is just <laughs> yeah, a bunch yeah. of people who are molested. Yeah. No, no. I, uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I'm, I'm always careful. Are you uncomfortable two. already? Well, yeah, I don't want to. Did gen- I already make you uncomfortable? Yeah, well, I just don't feel comfortable generalizing. <laughs> About molestation? <laughs> yeah, if, if all people who did ASMR have been molested. <laughs> I don't know what ASMR is, but I'm pretty sure everyone who does ASMR was molested. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try this juice you got me. Dude, it's so good, man. Thank you for the juice. It's it's hard to watch me watch you not know how to do it, to unscrew it. But now I feel like a little boy. But make sure you shake it. You opened up my juice for me, and now it makes me feel like a little little boy. You're my sweetie. Yeah, Yeah, shake it up, shake it up. Is it twist off, or you you snap it Now you pop it, now you You pop pop it. it. Yeah. But it's really good, man. It'll give you a pep in your this step. This looks like it was fifteen dollars. How much was this juice? They're expensive. They're ten bucks. Wow, ten Thank bucks you. a pop. Yeah. Thank you. I'm gonna keep this. Thank my I'm dad. gonna keep the jar. Even. Yeah, yeah. If you bring it's it back, nice you jar. get a dollar back. This is worth more than a dollar to me. But, but sip it. I want to see you sip it because it's gonna give you a boost right away. That's good juice. You feel that right away, right? Yeah. You yeah. taste the. Uh, Do you want to sip? What I is, feel bad because there's is a that third that person I, here. And he, he, what, I, I didn't know he was here, so I didn't bring that, juice. What is that? That I'm. That's the ginger. That? The that's ginger. the ginger. I've Can heard you, from other people. It's the ginger. I'm not sure. To, have you ever tried making your own juice? No. I used to make my own smoothies, but that's not juice. Wow, I feel like a new man almost. It's really, really good. How often do you have these? Uh, almost every day. Wow. This exact one. Yeah, Almost most day. of the time. I get tropical greens sometimes if I'm feeling like I want something sweeter. Do you think I'm going to wake up and have a six-pack? Don't you already have a six-pack? <laughs> You're such a nice guy. Aren't you already so <laughs> fucking shredded? You're such a nice guy. Do you consider yourself a sidekick? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think I, you know, I come up with a lot of stuff, but he's definitely the tip of the spear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes it, it gets to me. Like, But he's very generous, When too. you are on... A new when you're on Fox, for example, mm-hmm. with when it's you and Chad. Yeah. When you're on Fox News with Chad, do you ever worry like, oh, am I taking up too much airtime? Should I just sit back for a second and let Chad do his thing for a while? Do you think about that at all? Yeah, or for you, sure. You do. Yeah, because we're like a, I mean, <laughs> we're like a jazz band, baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I don't. It's more like when I remember like this first time we went on, I like pretended like I was tuning a guitar. And I was like, baby, like, whatever you need. Like, if you need me to play rhythm, I'll play rhythm. If you need me to play some lead, I'll play some lead. And I'm just like... <laughs> but how do you know when... Just because you, you guys just are feel friends. It, you just feel you it have, in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like rapport. Yeah. Yeah. You've done it enough to where... Yeah. You, you trust each other. And sometimes we step on each other. You yeah. know what I mean? You're like, hey, bro, you're stepping on me or something like that. You'll say but, that? Yeah, sometimes. You said, hey. Yeah. He'll, he'll say, hey, hey, let daddy work for a sec. <laughs> <laughs> the thing with Chad and I is like... We're both like impossibly polite. So <laughs> yeah, you are both nice yeah, guys. Yeah, it's, so much, it's very like it might be easier sometimes if we were rude, but we're both like very like heartfelt about it. We're like, hey man, like um, you're stepping on me a little bit, dude. And then the other dude would be like, oh, my bad. I feel like I'm not, but I understand where you're coming from, so <laughs> I'm gonna try not to do that anymore. And the other guy's like, I appreciate you. And then we like hug. Before you, there was a different sidekick. Yeah, Bodie. Bodie. Good dude, good dude. Good dude. Yeah. Um, like, what's your relationship with Bodie now that you've kind of taken over as number two? 
Um, and he's kind of who knows what number he is. I feel like he's not even number three at this point. We don't. He's number seven or eight, probably. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't like hierarchies. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, but I just made one, so it exists now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, but if I'm agreeing to the hierarchy you established, uh, we don't talk like day to day. If I see him, I like shake his hand and like say what up. You know. What if you're on a show together? That hasn't happened yet. If we were on a show together at this point, I'd probably want to talk to him. Your last show, you know, there was only five people there, but sometimes that's what I want. I love it. I love yeah, five like people. Like sometimes a, a packed show is awesome, but sometimes you go, oh, I'm kind of relieved that there's not a hot show here. I'm such a pussy. I love it. <laughs> if there's five people, I'm like, perfect. I know how to talk to five people. Yeah. I've been doing that my whole life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When there's like 80 people in there and it's like a packed room, you know, it's like tight and there's bodies everywhere and mm-hmm. everyone looks kind of smart. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I don't want to fucking be like, this is going to be hard. <laughs> I've known you years now. Several years. I don't even remember how I met you though. Well Do you remember? I don't remember. I think the first time we had a good conversation and we kinda like bonded was um I drove you home from the Hooters mic on Hollywood Boulevard. (laughs) Wait. The Hooters mic? Was Was this when I ran the Hooters night or is this when Stephen Holloman did? I think Stephen Holloman and you were you were not doing the mic. You were on the show before. Okay. And we just started chatting before your set and you were like, Hey, give me like five buzzwords. You're like, just tell me like five things. And I was like, sailboat, uh, mountain peak, uh, red, um, mom, and like a driveway. And then you went up on stage and you used all those things as like part of your set. Really? Yeah. That makes me sound so cool. And I have I mean, no I am, memory I'm of doing it. I'm buttering your bread. It. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm on your But it really that, happened. Yeah. That's so cool. I do not remember having the courage to ever do that in my life. Because that all now, it not only does it make me sound cool, it makes it sound like that's a thing I do. Right. I don't do that. Well, maybe you really wanted to impress me that night. Yeah, I guess and then I did. I, it worked. And it worked? Did yeah, I have a good set? You did have a good set. Yeah. Wow. I mean, the room was dead, but you did well. And then I... Um, <laughs> that makes me So it's pretty low stakes. cooler already. And then I drove you home, and I was dating someone at the time that you know. Okay. And then we just talked about like how that wasn't going great. And then... Oh, um, that's too bad. Yeah. But you guys are both doing good now. Yeah, yeah. She's great, too. Yeah. Mm. And then um, we... Uh, yeah, and then that was the first time we talked, but I think we've become closer maybe over like the last... like. I know you're, we always have good conversations when we run into each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're both, uh, we both have curly hair. Yeah. And we're both from Southern California. You look Jewish. Or I look Jewish. Yeah, we both look Jewish. You are Jewish. I look Jewish. I mean, Jewish. you don't need to say it like that. No, I don't mean it like Yeah, you said I'm not like, like, you're Jewish. Uh, can't I just be Jewish? Or I, you have to say it like, you're Jewish. I said it like that because there's a distinction where you- You said it like, I'm definitely not Jewish, just so everyone knows. No. But you are definitely are Jewish, and I want everyone to know that. Well, people can't tell because I have bleached eyebrows and bleached hair right <laughs> yeah, now. But I normally look, I probably still look Jewish, but I normally look very Jewish. And so we share that. I know you've probably answered this question a million times, but now I feel like we have to address it. Why do you have- bleached eyebrows and bleached hair so chad and i um are activists and one of our causes is a coral bleaching so when the water gets too hot the coral bleaches itself which is a so global warming is bleaching the coral uh but i'm not 100 percent confident in that some people have messaged me and said it's actually due to the carbonization of the water do you believe in global warming do you believe that exists yeah i do i'm not a uh environmental expert which might surprise some of the listeners but um you bleach your hair and I'm, and uh, and sometimes when I hear some of the timelines for when the Earth's going to be uninhabitable, like sometimes like some environmentalists will say like in 40 years or something or that we've already passed some kind of cannot return point where it's like it's going to happen no matter what. Some of that kind of like I'm like, I hope that's not true. So it kind of makes me think it's not true just because mm-hmm. I don't want it to be true. But, yeah, I do believe in it. So you believe in it. But you think that the coral thing is a separate issue. The coral is a part of it, but it might not directly it's an environmental issue i don't know if it directly relates to global warming but that was what i initially thought so when you bleach your hair and eyebrows what do you want as a result of this do you want is there a fund people can donate to do yeah. you want someone to do a, an action is there something you want people to stop if doing? you go on my instagram there's a website there where you can donate to protect the coral because they have some okay. measures to improve it and do you know how much money you've raised from bleaching your hair no i think like a couple hundred kids have bleached their hair though so we more that's the metric we use to measure our impact. So a couple hundred bleach heads and you'd say how much do you think on average each bleach head is monetarily of donation money? Well, so if each one of those bleached heads gets looked at by a few hundred people and of those hundred people like 50 inquire as to why the head is bleached and of those 50 when they find out maybe 10 get inspired and kick in 20 bucks. 
I would say like two grand. Two grand each head. No, two grand total. Oh, two grand total. <laughs> well, hey, that's pretty good. It's a start. I'll say this. If someone said to me right now, let's take charity out of it. Let's say someone said to me, hey, Ari, I'll pay you two grand to bleach your hair. I'm in. Oh, you would. I'd bleach my hair right now for two grand. Yeah, but we're asking people to do it for free just to raise awareness. Right, right, right. I'm just saying two grand's a good number. Are you like soliciting people? What's soliciting me? Like you want people to pay you 2000 Sure, yeah. If you're listening to this, maybe you own a beauty store or a hair dye company. I will dye my hair using your product for $2,000. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what this podcast is? Uh, Chad said it would be up my alley. So uh, my alley is typically like talking about emotions, feelings, and... Uh, You're a sensitive guy, yeah, right? Yeah, our demons. I try to be. Sometimes I think I'm like uh, more performing sensitivity than actually sensitive. But When yeah. was the last time you cried? And I mean really cried, not performing. You shed a tear out of something in your heart. Yesterday. Last Yesterday? Night. Yeah. What happened last night? Um, just, you know, I had a good conversation with my mom and I've been sober for a couple of weeks, so I feel very like present and available to people. And, uh, she, you know, there's times with my mom where like uh, she has a big personality and she can sometimes take over the room and it can actually lead to me being embarrassed. But she was really mindful of that last night and it meant a lot to me. And then I think it also meant a lot to her that I was like, present and available to her and I had a good conversation with her boyfriend who's also a really good guy and then when I was driving home just thinking about that I I cried oh so you didn't cry with her you held it in I got teary eyed with her her. yeah when I was hugging her I gave her a nice deep hug but then as you were going home by yourself yeah you had a little cry sesh yeah and it felt good though yeah it was a good cry yeah I love to cry yeah you love it yeah I love it do you like watching sad movies to cry I do what was the last sad movie you saw that made you cry um I cried during first man that's the new one, right? Yeah, the Gosling movie replaced Neil Armstrong. It's really good. It's long, and um, it's a little bit of, too obsessed with like the character's repression, but it's really good. And then I I saw the Hate You Give, which is like a um, like kind of like really socially relevant movie about like a, a African American girl who gets caught up in like a Ferguson situation where she's like the key witness and like all the things that go on around that and like obviously. So was, it basically made white guys look bad in that one that was an evil white guy movie so it is an evil white guy movie but the movie was very generous to white people because it gave us her white boyfriend who was like a fucking sweet good dude sweet dude so they're like yeah. yeah white guys suck but there's a couple good ones they threw us a bone yeah nice. and that was really nice and that made me cry and then the whole movie made me cry over and over and over Wait, again. oh you're saying that alone made you cry that they that they threw white guys a bone yeah because I thought that was really generous. They didn't have to do that. <laughs> they do have to do that. Well, no, they don't have to. I mean, it, it might help the overall bottom line. It's a tough time line. for us right now. I'm not. Dis- we need all the bones we can get. I'm not discounting that, but I don't think they. I don't think anyone's obligated to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the fact that they there's did, no rules. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't. And I don't know if they. I don't. I'm. I don't think they did it for cynical reasons. I think I think the director Jenny was like, you know what? There are some good white dudes out there, and this dude's one of them. Was yeah. it a black director? Yeah. Okay, so he's like. He, maybe he had a white friend that was like, hey, dude, can you hook up one of us? Like, just make one of us look You don't good. think he could figure it out on his own or already thought that? Whoa, I wasn't saying anything about that. <laughs> I'm just saying maybe. I'm just boxing my dog in. Here. <laughs> Very good movie, though. I bawled my eyes out. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Worth seeing. I, I, I went with two of my buddies, and they were on blow. <laughs> Wait, so. you did you know that ahead of time? No, I knew they were partying because we were at a bar before that watching the Laker game. And they were knocking back beers. <laughs> who and goes then, and watch to watch? Who goes and parties I, I dragged, and then wants to watch that kind of movie? I dragged him. I was like, "Hey guys, you want to?" Because I, I love seeing movies. And I was like, "Hey, you guys want to go like see a movie at like eleven 20? And uh, one of my buddies was like, "Yeah." And the other guy was like, "Fuck no!" <laughs> and I was like, "No, come on, come on, you're coming." And like, I really pressured them. So we get there and we get to the theater. We go in, and then um, the two of them dart into the bathroom. And after a couple minutes, I'm like, "Ah, oh, they're probably why did two guys dart Sucking into the bathroom?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not these guys. And then I, I darted in there. I was like, are you guys doing blow? And they were like, yeah. And then, so at the end of the movie, did they thank you for making them go? Or were they like, dude, not cool? One guy took off and he said he was going to take <laughs> off. But not because he liked the movie. Did he pay? For, so he bought a ticket and I got took ticket. off halfway I got through the ticket. ticket. You I, bought, I the bought ticket. their tickets, yeah. You're, you're buying juice and tickets? Because I forced them to come. Well, my, my parents nice my parents give me money. so I, I it's How much money do they give you a month? What's your allowance? I don't have an allowance. I can basically... It, Unlimited? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. It, well, it depends what I'm spending it on, though. Like when I like when I had the problems with webcam pornography, they pulled the plug for a while because it was but just now, disrespectful. But now, 
with that when as long as you don't have any negative habits they're like yeah do your thing yeah as long as i'm living pretty well they're like it's like pretty much that's so interesting yeah. do they have a are they willing to do this for your whole life is there a deadline do they talk about it? do they pressure you no no I think, I think honestly i think honestly they would let me like how old are you just right now be a slug at home i'm 26 <laughs> you're 26 what year did you graduate high school uh 2010 or I'm, 11 <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> all right so you're yeah. 26 your parents throw you some cash yeah do you feel guilty about that at all? Do you have this pressure like I I don't want to take money from them. I want to make it on my own. Um yeah, a little bit, but not really much. You're okay. You're fine with it. Yeah, I mean I'm You've I, come to terms. I yeah, I work pretty hard and I'm pretty ambitious and I think uh I'll be financially autonomous actually sooner. <laughs> I mean, for a long, I was such a fuck up for most of my life that I was like I'm never going to be financially <laughs> autonomous. But actually I'm kind of like seeing the light now and I'm like no, I think I'll actually get there. So um I uh yeah, I, I really don't beat myself up that much about it. Nice. Yeah. My parents don't have much shame, and they kind of raised me to be the same way. <laughs> and we especially don't let, like, other people shame us much. Oh, I wasn't trying to shame you. No, not at all. But, I mean, that's something that most people have. Like, because I've dated people or been friends with people who are like, they're like, I can't take money from my parents. Like, I just don't have it in me. I'm and, still like, on my uh, family plan for cell phones. Right. And, like, a yeah. lot of people feel, like, a ton of guilt over that. And, like, when I'm I've, fine with it. When I've dated people who had, like, parents who were affluent... And they were like, I crashed my car. I can't call my dad and ask for money. I'd always be like, fucking do it, dude. <laughs> I was like, fuck your pride. Just no, do I it. mean, I fix my yeah. mom's computer every time I go visit them. And so I'm like, there it is. Cell phone bill for the year. Right. Just fix your computer. Yeah. It, it, my, I always used to get in a lot of trouble. And my parents would always be like, but you're a really good kid. Like, they would always assure me that I was like a good person. So whether it's earned or not, it's like deeply ingrained into my subconscious. Do they subconscious. know that you're not a good kid or they don't know? Do they know about your deviancies? Yeah, they know about all my deviancies. But they still think you're a good kid. Yeah. They're like they deep still, down we know you're good. They think like, you, yeah, you're a good guy. Yeah, they're like so confident in my goodness. Yeah. Which really was like meant a lot. I, but then I've talked to other people. They're like, well, all parents feel that way about their kids. I don't think mine do. Your parents don't think you're a good person? I don't think so. If I were to guess, doesn't I would that would I be think they would that would say, eat me up a little if bit. If you didn't know them and they're like, "Tell us about your kid," they'd be like, "Oh, he's great." But I think deep down, I don't think they think I'm a good guy. Do you think that's true, or do you think that's just Ari? Like, no, no, I think they love right. me. I think they love me. I don't think they think I'm a good guy. No, see, here's the thing with you though: you are a good guy, but you lean in. Why did you just take your shirt off? Just so I know. I think I just wanted to see what my body looks like, but I think I'm not digging it that much. So I think I'm going to, no, you look good. I think I'm going to put it back. You look on. good. And not only do you look good, you're sitting like when you sit, everyone knows right, your body. You yeah. It makes you look paunchier. But imagine if he was standing, you probably no. have a six pack, huh? No, I didn't know you had a six pack. So. I don't think so. I That's think I cool. look bad. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you the one reason why I think you should put the shirt on and it's not for me. And it's not because you look bad because you look great. There's mosquitoes in here. I didn't tell you that yeah, ahead of time. Yeah, that's why I'm putting the shirt back I didn't on. tell you that ahead of time because I didn't want you not to come. But this this studio is infested with mosquitoes. Oh, I don't give a fuck about mosquitoes. No, but I think it, it's never broken up an interview, but I think it affects me as an interviewer because I'm thinking about it. Like, oh, I hope I don't get bit. I hope they don't get bit. I hope they don't get malaria. I hope I don't get malaria. Can, can I, can I sh- uh, wrangle the conversation into something that's about you? Yeah. And something that I think is like really deep and interesting about you. <laughs> okay. I yeah. like this. Yeah. Because we yeah. were talking about this last two weeks ago, I think, at, um, in Pasadena. And um, you wanted to bring, you're 29. I'm 20. I just turned 29. Yeah. And you're going to like a friend's wedding. And oh, you, yeah. And you wanted to bring like an 18-year-old hooker to the wedding or yeah, something Yeah, it got like me that. in big trouble too. Right. And I was like, all right. Why would you do that? I was like, why don't you just bring a girl who's like a little more age appropriate who you actually like? And I just couldn't understand why you wanted to like look like a scumbag to all of your friends. I was like, because you're such a good guy. And I was like, why are you like leaning into this idea that you're not a good guy? I think I know why I want to do that. Because I still want to do that, by the way. If there's any porn stars listening to this, I'd love for you to come to a wedding with me December 16th in Orange County. Um, But... I think the reason I want to do that <laughs> is, okay, my friends from high school are squares. Right. They they like to judge. They Not only are they squares, they like to judge. Maybe that's just my interpretation of them, but in my opinion, they've always judged me, and they continue to judge me, and I don't think that 
some of the things I do aren't the norm or maybe what everyone would consider to be good. But as you know, I'm a good guy. So I think if I brought a porn star to a wedding, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But they would judge me for it. So I want to do it. So I totally get that because you're, what you're kind of saying is like, look, I'm a good guy, even though I'm doing this thing and you can judge me for it. But I know I'm a good guy, even if you judge me for this. Yeah. But so I'm like sticking it to him. But, but that's what that's what I think is the part that makes it a little disingenuous is that you're preemptively like running in with like my, my therapist calls it like wiping my butt and showing people my shit because I do the same <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm yeah, guilty of that. You're like running in with like your shit yeah. and you're like, oh, judge me, judge me for my shit. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, well, that's what they're doing is not right. But what you're doing isn't is, right either. Isn't right either. Yeah. I have a couple follow up stories with this. Uh, one time I was on the road with Polly Shore, the weasel. I'm familiar. And, <laughs> and, and we went to this restaurant called Twin Peaks. Have you heard of it? No. It's like a mountain hooters. Is that where the it's show? Like a, it's a trap. No, it's nothing to do with the show. It's okay. a restaurant, but it's like a trashy hooters where all the waitresses have tattoos. And the, t- the restaurant is decorated like a log cabin. And Polly really likes to go there because uh, the waitresses are slutty. So we go there and this beautiful, which is the reason most of us like to go to most restaurants. True. True. I like to go there too. If I'm being honest, it's not just Polly. I like going there. So we go there and the waitress comes up to us, doesn't know who we are because she's too young to recognize Polly. Wow. But one of the older, creepier customers recognizes him and that sparks her interest. So then she thinks I'm famous by association and she comes flirts, flirts with me. She asks to come visit me in L.A. So she comes to L.A., her and her friend, both covered in tattoos. Maybe I think they're nice girls, but maybe what if you pictured a trashy girl, these girls look like that. So uh, I picked them up from the airport, and I immediately took them to my mom's house to meet my mom. Well, see, I don't think that would be... I wanted my mom to see them. Right. See the thing to that's, see me with them. Right. That's what I don't like about it, is that like if you genuinely liked her and you were like, "Mom, meet this girl who's got a lot of tattoos." Yeah. yeah. And, I know you and it wasn't that. Yeah, yeah. You were just like. Yeah. So I'm guilty. You were like, "Oh, you know, it'd be like the funniest thing <laughs> yeah. is to watch my mom like get uncomfortable <laughs> seeing these people." Yeah. yeah. And and I do I do the same shit. They weren't clear on like it. my. They're like, "Oh, cool, we're meeting your mom." They had no idea. Yeah, I mean, that it's, I was it's a little bit. It's a, yeah, it's a little dehumanizing because you're kind of using them as like props. Um to get a reaction yeah but i'm but i'm guilty of it too like my brother is always like dude you don't have to say like the craziest shit every time you like meet someone for the first time and like actually the stuff about like my parents giving me money and stuff i met my girlfriend's friend and she was like so like what and at the time i wasn't working and she's like what do you do for work and i'm like i just like live off my parents like they're pretty affluent (laughs) and then yeah because you're pretty i think too this says something about your character a lot of people who are supported by their parents, which is, we know a few of them. Oh, it's a huge part of the community we're in. Yeah, yeah it's a huge part of the comedy community. Wouldn't just say, oh, my parents pay for my things. But you will. You're very honest about yourself. I try to be, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then, uh, and then her friend was like, oh, like your boyfriend said something kind of awkward to me. And then my girlfriend came back to me and she was like, did you just tell Chrissy that like your parents just have a bunch? Of, and I was like, yeah. I was like, did she bring it up? That says more about Chrissy than it does about me. <laughs> and, then, and it was like, it wasn't like I was doing it in a way like I was partially being honest, but I was also like, kind of yeah, you like saying messing it. with her. Yeah. yeah, I've learned to like it because I used to be like deeply ashamed of it. Uh-huh. And at this point, it's like a badge of honor that I'm honest. About right. It. Yeah. When I'm around my parents, friends and they go, oh, you're in L.A. How's comedy going? I go, it's great, but I sell weed to get by. Right. Yeah. I don't I, even do that. I, got, I just like saying it. I don't even sell weed. <laughs> See, that's the thing, though. Yeah. Yeah, we probably need to just measure it back a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. are we just uncomfortable with just being, like, normal? Is that what we're more worried about? Well, no. The reason I do that is because, like, okay, I don't want to brag, but I make my living from comedy. That's I, do, awesome. I do good. I open for people. I work at the comedy store. It's not all stand up, but it's all comedy related. Right. And my parents' friends, they ask me in this judging way because my parents have money and they ask me in this way like, 
what are you doing for money? Your mom and dad, you know, they're, they're, they ask me and I know right. they, they just, they're like belittling me in their own weird way, even if they're not doing it on purpose. So I'm giving them what they want. I sell weed. That's what I say. Cause I'm, I, it sounds defensive. I'm like, I'm a comedian. That's what I do. But I'm the comedian is more actually what's happening. <laughs> yeah. But, but they don't want to hear that. Cause then they go, Oh, well, uh, good for you. I didn't know. You know, I don't want that reaction. I want, Oh yeah. You, you do comedy. We know you do comedy. Yeah. I don't know. It's dumb. No, it's, it's a weird ego. No, I totally thing. get it. I totally get it. I'm, I'm, I'm like a uh, 100% right there. Yeah. I used to like, like be, I would be so extra beta <laughs> around like my dad's friends. Like they would just be like, you have a lot of weakness in your eyes. They would like say that to me when they talked <laughs> to me. That sounds strange. Yeah. I've, I don't think any man has ever said that to me. And I told my, and I would like, I would like go up to my dad like, oh dad, does that embarrass you? I'd be like, dad, uh, Garrison says I have a lot of weakness in my eyes. <laughs> what do you think? And my dad was actually, he was like, he was cool about it. He was like. JT, I think once you get a few W's under your belt, your real alpha is going to come out. What's a W mean? Like a few wins. Oh, I thought maybe he meant women. <laughs> like once, once you bang a few broads. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, I've never met your dad. I don't know if he sounds like that. Uh, No, but I could see him saying that. Yeah. <laughs> once you bang a few broads. Yeah. He wouldn't say broads, but he'd be like, JT, are you uh, talking? When I was young and I was like, you know, I was a virgin for till I was 24. I don't think I knew that actually. Oh, you didn't? Yeah, my dad would have, he would come up to me and he'd just be like, "JT, are you um, are you talking to any women?" So he wouldn't say, "Are you gay?" He would say, "Are you talking to any?" No, women? and I guess did he ever think you were gay? I guess he did a little bit. He never told me directly, but he but told he, you later. He told, I thought you were gay for a minute. My friend's dad, <laughs> who was like a big alpha male, was like, he's from Scotland. He was like in the military. He's like, "Hey, JT, you, your fucking dad thinks you might be gay." <laughs> And I'd be like, Finley, shut up. No, he doesn't. He's like, he does. Like, <laughs> the dad said this. The dad. And then his yeah. two sons would be like, yeah. Yeah, you're gay. Yeah, <laughs> your dad thinks that because you don't hook up with chicks. My youngest brother yeah. just came out of the closet, as you know. Yeah. And none of us knew he was gay. None yeah. of us had any idea. So, But you said after know. finding out, it kind of like. There were some things if looking back It connected now, some pieces. But still, I had no idea. So who cares, right? No, who cares who, yeah. Gay? But one time I did cry to my dad. I went up to my dad and I was like, "Dad, you wouldn't love me if I was gay." And I started crying. <laughs> That's and, the gayest thing. And ever. he was like, "He was like, are you gay?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> I just the the, the thought that Were he wouldn't you love on me drugs. Me. No, dude, I was just a fucking teenager. How old? It's probably sixteen. You were sixteen. You went to your dad. Wait, I need to reenact this. Did you go find your dad to cry about this? Or did he, were you already hanging out? I literally, like, this isn't how it happened, but this is how I remember it. I literally think we were watching Monday Night Football. We're just sitting there watching the game. It's a normal night at home. We're we're on the couch in the living room. (laughs) And all of a sudden, the thought just popped into my head. And I just turned and I was like, Dad, if I was gay. But crying. I started crying as I talked about it. Because the idea of it, like, happened to me as i talked about it let's reenact it yeah so we're just watching football and my dad's like i don't like byron i'll be your dad yeah so so say something negative about byron leftwich who's byron leftwich he's a quarterback god byron throw the ball you pussy dad i don't think he's a pussy when he was in college at marshall like he he played on a bum leg like he's a tough dude how do you know that Uh, they showed the highlights they'll show it later all right i guess he's not a pussy but he's sucking up right now. He's sucking the game up. Dad? Yeah? You know if I was gay, you wouldn't love me? Huh? Are you gay? No. And what? And then we just went back to the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine being my dad. He, he was probably like, what? He was like, this kid's a handful. You yeah. weren't on any medication during this? No. I fake took Adderall. Like I, I was getting all this trouble in school, and they were like, we think he's ADD or ADHD. It, that's what like, rich parents want to do. Yeah. If a rich parent has a kid that's fucking up, they say, hey, I know you're really smart. You're my kid. There's got to be something else here. It's got ADD. That's what it is. Overprescribed bullshit. So I fake took it. I'd come home, and I'd just act like a zombie. And my, <laughs> mom, my mom was like, how do you feel? And I was like, I feel fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you not only faked, took the pill, you faked the effects from the yeah, pill. Yeah, just when I got home. Yeah, for like 10 minutes. I just go in my mom's room and be like, I feel good. Not much different than I normally feel. Just a little bit cleaner in my thoughts. And then she goes, oh, great. She'd be like, John Thomas, maybe it's not good for you. Be careful. Yeah, and I was like, okay, mom, I appreciate it. What were you doing with the pills, really, since you weren't taking them? Were you selling them? No, I sold some like of my mom's like pain meds, like Soma's, or like I traded them for kids to do my math homework. But I literally <laughs> only did that to like feel cool. Like I didn't really, I don't even think I like turned in the math homework. I think I was just like, it's fun to like trade drugs for stuff. <laughs> it was more just like being badass or something. That is kind of badass. Kids need all those pain meds. That's the real question. Yeah, like these sixteen-year-olds are taking Soma's. It's like I think it's because they were molested when they were young. I don't know if that's true for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty true. <laughs> yeah. I think kids, when they're young, who do a lot of drugs, who, like, get fucked up, who like to party, like, a little too hard. Like, why does that guy like to party? It's because they were molested. I don't know for sure that you're wrong, but I really feel like <laughs> I knew a lot of kids who were doing it for other reasons. You, you're probably right. I don't have any, like, scientific backing for this theory. It's just uh, like a gut instinct. It's the theory you like the most. <laughs> it's just instinct. You know, you got to follow your gut. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's what I found. It's like you could do the research or you could just follow your gut. I've, I've found that research can kind of cloud your judgment sometimes when you're mm-hmm. always trying to be like right according to like like the stats and stuff. You'll yeah. end up going against your own instincts so much that it's like it doesn't even help you. And if you feel it, if you feel it inside you like I do for this. And then you do the research, you're not going to believe it anyway. So you might as well say they were molested because even if you find out other ways, otherwise, you know they were molested. Again, I was trying to make it a more general thing about research versus intuition, but um, I appreciate how strong your instincts are on this. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, were you molested? <laughs> was I molested? No. <laughs> no. No. Excuse me for a minute. I was fondled. By who? A molester priest. A priest? Yeah. Is he still around as a priest? No, no. So it's funny. Well, it's not funny at all, actually. But um, <laughs> it's, it's funny the way you say it. We'd always, um, I went to Catholic school and we'd always be like, man, Father Pat's kind of a creep, huh? Like, you ever notice the way he like rubs your butt? And he would do it in front of everybody. Like, I'd be at an assembly in the morning and he'd be like, he was like, he was like Irish. He'd be like, JT, come here, come here and sit, sit on my lap. And I'd sit on his lap, and I was like, you know, 10 or something, and he'd just fucking sit on his lap, and he'd rub my ass in front of everybody. And then um, we'd all be like, man, Father Pat's kind of a creep, and we'd tell our parents, and my, our parents were like, dude, he just loves you so much, <laughs> and he just thinks of you guys all as like his children. And we were like, all right. And then, um, then the big uh, scandal broke, and we came to school the next day, and he was gone. They flew him back to Ireland. So, do you think he's still a priest in Ireland? Oh man, that's crazy to think about. I, yeah, he might be, dude. I hope I fucking pray to God he's not. Yeah, that would not be chill. Yeah, he was a, a perv. Yeah, and a great talker. Wait, so, but he wasn't fired for rubbing your ass. He did something to someone no, else that did, was much did, more he, extreme. So another he fucked a kid. Uh, another girl had genuinely accused him of um, of uh, molesting her and. The school took his side. She left the school, and then the scandal broke, and it kind of like retroactively verified what she had been saying. Wow. And then he took off. Wow. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, he was just crazy. I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad nothing happened to you. Yeah, I got off lucky. Dude, he did one time. I've told this story before, uh, but he pulled me into a, um, into like a, uh, he pulled me out of class and pulled me into like a teacher's office or whatever. And he was like, hey, I visited Mrs. Donahue, who was like our school librarian who was dying of cancer. And he's like, her last words to me were, tell JT to stop hurting his parents. But I think he just, Jesus. Ma- I think he just made that up to... Uh, well, how are you hurting your parents? That's the thing. Is like he, he was just saying that like me getting in trouble at school and stuff. Uh, but he made it seem like it was like... Yeah, you took that to heart. I took it to heart. I was like, oh my God, this like dying woman. Like That's like what was yeah. on her mind. And I think he was just saying that to me, maybe to get me to behave better, but also maybe to like... It probably worked for like a week. 
Yeah, I forgot about it 10 minutes later. <laughs> yeah, you go back to class and start spitballing the <laughs> yeah, teacher. Yeah, I went to recess and I was like, where are the nerds? <laughs> I was like, you can't play with this, John. How's yeah. everything now? Are there any problems you want to talk about? Dude, I've been doing really good lately, man. Honestly, not to be like uh, cocky or anything, but I've been, uh, you know, I came out of a breakup and I was I was struggling a little bit. I was smoking a lot of pot and watching a lot of webcam porn I have like a porn addiction problem. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but I've been in the program SAA. Uh, f- I'm not supposed to talk about it publicly, but uh, but it's great. I don't I don't know what the yeah. You're not telling other people. You're allowed to talk about you in it. You just can't talk about other people. Right, right. I think who's so. the most famous person you've seen in it? I can't say. <laughs> I know. I just um, I just went for it. Yeah, but um, but I, really, I've been in the program for like a year. But I was doing more of like a harm reduction model. Like I wasn't doing like the the best work, but. These last couple of weeks, I've been, it's funny, I have no hindsight. Like, if I've been better for a week, I feel like I've been better my whole life. Hey, one day at a time, yeah. right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, I feel really good. I've been super I, solid. I think a lot of people hear that, that you have a porn addiction. I think there's going to be two reactions from the male audience, which is pretty much my whole audience. Everyone's I, got a porn addiction. I think one side, they're going to be like, do you really have a porn addiction? We all watch porn. And then I think the other side will probably be like, I think I have a porn addiction. Yeah. When do you know that you have an addiction to porn? Well, I don't know about for everybody, but for me, my erection never worked with women because I was watching so much porn. Okay. Um, so it affects your actual sexual life. Right. And that doesn't happen to a lot of people. Um, two, like I was wasting a ton of money on it. Like I spent like a just ridiculous And it wasn't even money. your money. It was my parents' money on webcam porn. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, there might've been a ton of like, crazy psychology that motivated it but i was i was i was when so i got really bad money. like two years ago and i already knew i was an addict but it got deeper because i just been watching regular porn and then i got into the webcam porn which is like a way bigger hit for your system and um why do you think that is that is a bigger hit because you're actually talking to someone and it's like specified to you a lot of times if you if you go one-on-one with them mm-hmm. and then um you know it's, it's it feels like i've never seen a prostitute person to person but it, I, I can't imagine it's much more intense than this. And then, you know, it goes, it can go into such specific corners of your sexual preferences that it's impossible for like a person in real life to to be that game for your own weirdness, you know. And then, um, and I was doing it because I was doing a ton of Adderall, and then I would crash and like to soothe myself because the Adderall like would make me feel like a husk the next day. I just watched a ton of that. And then, yeah, it broke my brain. Like, I just started having, like, horrible anxiety. I started, like, um, like literally, I'd be, like, seeing things. Like, my anxiety was so high because I was jacking up my, like, adrenaline. What so kind much of things were you of, seeing? Like, hallucinations? Yeah, like, like hallucin- animals? No, I'd just be like, oh, there's someone over there. And there was, like, no one over there. And I'd just, like, spaz. And then I, and then I got so afraid. I, like, literally was like, maybe I have to, like, kill myself because, like, I, I'm not in control of my brain. It was making you suicidal. yeah. And I'm a pretty happy guy. Yeah, you are. And then, um, and then, so I was like, all right, I have like a genuine huge problem. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then you went to the meetings. So I started going to the meetings more hardcore, and then like I stopped doing it. And then I, I dipped back into it a little bit a couple months ago after I had a breakup, and then I got sad again, and I was like, all right, I need to like. Then a, a suicidal thought popped again, and I was like, all right, well, damn, time to get better. So I put like Net Nanny on my laptop, which is like a blocker. So I can't, oh yeah, you're talking about yeah, that. I can't look at anything. And who has the password to unblock it? Another dude in the program is a great guy and like really was patient with me and spent a couple hours putting it in, um, just to be of service. And uh, yeah. he's a I really appreciate him because since then I've been sober and I'm like, so when you break your sexual sobriety. Do you typically like steal your roommate's laptop and go on your roommate's laptop for porn? How does that happen? No, I've never like, and I don't want to say never, but like I try really hard to like, even when I'm spiraling to keep my, uh, fucked upness to just me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to betray my, that's probably why the webcam thing was like, so devastating because like my parents like were they felt betrayed you know what i mean like my mom called me like she was crying she was like like john thomas like i don't know if i can believe like and like and i'm very honest with my why parents were, why did they feel betrayed by you having a oh a webcam addiction because they told me to stop they were like stop oh, and you're like i will and you i was didn't. like i will and i wouldn't and i didn't and it, it went like they probably gave me like four or five months and i just kept each month just doing it yeah and then like and then it like it like broke their spirit and like I'm really really honest with my parents 
Yeah. And then my my they, my parent my dad stopped believing me. Like I'd tell him something, he'd be like, I don't know if that's the truth. Of other things, of not like, even porn like related. Like anything I said, I just like eroded our trust. So that was like a really hard bottom. And then I was like, all right, I have to. <laughs> I can't do this. But you got that un- under control now. You're uh, doing good. Yeah, I feel. I, I do have it under control. Yeah, I feel good. That's yeah, great. and I I feel really. Uh, dude, I've just been super productive. I'm much more available to people. I'm uh. Um. I'm just like working out a ton. And yeah, like, I mean, I saw you without a shirt on. Thank you. You look great. Yeah, that's probably why I ripped it off. And then, uh, I, yeah, I just feel great. So if, the longer I can stay away from it, the, the happier I'll be I'm for sure. I'm proud of you, man. Oh, thank you, dude. That, yeah. that means a lot. Thank you. And there was another problem you said you had. I guess it was the Adderall one I referenced Oh, yeah, too. the Adderall problem. But you, are you, you're not on Adderall anymore. No, I haven't taken it in a year and a half. So you got now. both. You're, you're good. Yeah, I kind of feel problem-free right now, actually. That's great. I really feel like myself, and I've felt really good um, being myself. Well, then, okay, so I have a new segment for the show, and that is... Does that sound like... Is that is that rude to say? <laughs> that, if, that you're problem-free? I mean, everyone's yeah, yeah. got problems, but maybe you yeah. have nothing major. You're you're happy, you're feeling good, and that's. I think that's a great thing. Yeah, yeah I do, I yeah. do. So that's awesome. But, um, Besides I have a the new, eyebrows. I mean, but that's that's for the world. That's that's a selfless yeah, act. Yeah, it's for a cause. You're yeah. being selfless with that. Yeah, I mean, I hope it you know gets me some publicity. But other than that, it's <laughs> I think it already did. Yeah, yeah you already yeah. got publicity. Yeah, that's you're true. trying to reignite it, I guess, with the new bleach. Just doing a second beat on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think. Let me. I mean, it's not. Oh no, you already filmed it. You said today, right? Uh, we filmed it on Saturday. Yeah. Because you know what else is? Because last time you went on there, you were bleached, right? Uh, just the top part. Yeah. Oh, just the top. So this, okay, never yeah. mind. I was gonna say it'd, it'd be also kind of funny if you came in and it was just like you were half bleached, but you already did that. Yeah, I've already done that. Um, okay, so because you're problem free, I have a new segment where me and you are gonna give advice to somebody else. I love doing that. Yeah, that's what we do on our podcast. Too. Okay, well, I didn't yeah. steal it from your podcast. You stole it from mine. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, this is by uh, uh, Jay Black. My wife and I have been together for two years. It seems like we fight and argue every day. You know, and she says that I'm a horrible communicator, but I say the whole relationship just gives me anxiety. I don't know what to do. <laughs> why, does it, why does it sound like that? <laughs> Should we listen to one more why time? Was he, why was he talking to you in private in like a sewage pipe? My wife and I have been together for two years. It seems like we fight and argue every day. You know, and she says that I'm a horrible communicator, but I say the whole relationship just gives me anxiety. I don't know what to do. So it's his wife. So that's a pretty um, big commitment i was kind of distracted just by like his tone <laughs> yeah, like, like everything about it like i know we've listened to it twice then i need to listen to it one more time <laughs> my wife and i have been together for two years it seems like we fight and argue every day you know and she says that i'm a horrible communicator but i say the whole relationship just gives me anxiety i don't know what to do all right i think i know what he should do if I'm being honest. Yeah, what do you think? I mean, here's the thing. You've been with her for two years. You didn't mention any kids. You didn't mention a house together. Two years isn't that long of a time. A lot of relationships end in divorce these days, over 50%. It's not working out. On to the next. I um... You don't know what to do? You break up with her. No, it does. You're I, fighting all the time. It's only it's a, at two years you're fighting all the time, and you committed your entire life to her. It's not going to work out. I agree with you. You'd say the same thing. I would, yeah. And I'm I'm big into like I think relationships are great, but um, if you're fighting every day and you really feel like you're doing your best, I mean, at a certain point, you guys, it's not even that she's a bad person. It's not that you're a bad person. You guys just are not right for each other. And I mean, you know, two years is a good amount of effort to put into it. It's not like you threw it in after like a couple months. Like, right. And at the trying. end, he yeah. said something like. The whole relationship gives me anxiety. Yeah. The whole relationship gives you anxiety. You shouldn't have to feel like that. Right. In your life. 
My mom told me one time she was talking to a friend about her and my dad's relation, and she was like, but that's relationships. They're supposed to be hard. And then the other person was like, no, they're not. Yeah. And it's, I think a lot of us get stuck in thinking that, you know, these things are tough and we got to work really hard at them and that that's what makes it valuable. But I actually think that's kind of a losing game to play. Yeah. The relationships are supposed to push you up. Yeah. Not bring you down. Be a Zeppelin, not an anchor. Two years. You're, you sound young, at least. You didn't say how old you were, but you sound young to me. And, you know, I think a lot of girls, when you tell them that you're divorced, they find that attractive. I think if, if you walk around the city and it just comes up, you're just like, well, my ex-wife did this. You go, she's an ex-wife. That's kind of hot because that means someone else wanted you once before. So, like, maybe I'll want you now. Right. So, that's pretty cool. I, I think that's true, actually. Yeah. I think that guy needs to get out. I mean, and just the fact that he had to record that in the uh, bomb shelter that he built under <laughs> that the might, house. Might have something to do with my my. Uh, oh, you're recording my device? setup. Dude, I when might I, need to fix it. When I when I was uh, 19, I went to Europe with some friends, and I, I felt so like embarrassed by my biography. I didn't think I had anything interesting to share that I would lie to girls and say I was divorced. <laughs> and you were really young. <laughs> I was just a 19 year old. And yeah. Did they believe you? Of course, but I don't think it like actually. It didn't make you sound cool yeah. because if you're 19 and divorced, they're like, "Why'd you get married when you're 19, you dumbass?" I wanted to seem like romantic and like I had a lot of life experience. I, I was probably overthinking it. One time for a weekend, I told everyone I met that I was a doctor. Well, that didn't work. That makes a little more sense. Oh well, you know, I was like, "Girls love doctors, right?" Yeah. My dad's a doctor, so I could bullshit my way through it. What kind of doctor did you say you were? Um, I think I said I was a general physician. Nice. I can't really remember. Yeah, keep it broad. Yeah. But no, I still didn't get laid, so. You're like, I'm a cardiologist. They're like, what a weird doctor. Why is he Why is he so open about the rest of his life? <laughs> 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 yeah, because you have your performer-like personality, but right. you're a doctor. Yeah, they're yeah. like, is he funny or is he just a creepy doctor? Yeah. Okay, let's do one more call. This, this is, is from uh, Daniel Heaton. Dude, we've been going for 55 minutes. Is that too long? Do you need to get out of here? No, I could go all night, baby. But okay. like, that's just, uh, this time flies. Yeah. Time's flying when we're having fun. Yeah, I'm having a good Thanks time with you. Doing yeah, thank you yeah. for having me. Okay. Uh, oh, shit. That one, this is a two, two and a half minute call. I'm not listening to that. What's this one? Someone's like, I'm, this about, to, I'm about to kill myself. This is from Anthony Papastrat. <laughs> Is that a real name? Anthony Papastrack? That's what he said. Yeah, I think I know him. Hi, I'm calling because I recently got laid off from my job, and now I've turned to substance abuse. So I wanted to talk to a therapist about how to get my life back on track. I mean, this is a pretty simple one. Yeah. Substance abuse? Yeah. Complicated in terms of how it feels, but yeah, pretty easy, and it's uh, the action steps. You quit doing drugs. Right. You know what your problem is. You just said it to us. You know you got a problem. That's step one, is you have a problem. Step two, you conquer that problem. If you can't do it on your own, you seek help. You go to meetings. You find... Yeah, I would definitely recommend that. Yeah, go to meetings, see a doctor. They, I know they also have, nowadays, they usually have some sort of other drug to get you off the first drug you're hooked up to. So he didn't say what substance he was addicted to. Right, if you're like on but, heroin, they give you methadone. But, yeah, so whatever substance you're addicted to, I bet you they have things for that. Now, it's easy for me to sit here and just say get off the substance, but you know, if you if you need to go to rehab, go to rehab. If you need a, some support, go to a meeting. If you need a drug to get off, if it's one of those drugs that causes relapse or what's the word, come downs or withdrawals, Yeah, there's probably a drug for that. Yeah, I think... Um, you might be able to better comment on this because you've had some substance abuse issues. No, but I think you're right. I mean, it's... Uh, I think it's good that he wants to see a therapist. You know, he can get to the root well, of, like... The, I'm the therapist. Oh, uh, okay. Therapy. Yeah. Um, Why'd you smile, like, when you found out that I'm the therapist? Why does that make you smile? Why can't... Why can't I be the therapist? No, you totally can be. I mean... Yeah, I can be. If I sure can be. It's... Unlicensed therapy with me, your host Ari Manis. I agree with you. I think he's got to get off the stuff. Um, I might still get a therapist on top of Ari. What? And who works in conjunction with Ari? Like you're saying that I would talk to his therapist? Yeah, like you guys are. Like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, most therapists don't. So um, do 
Listen, if no, I'm not I a, a good I enough, I had a therapist and I said I was I was like I was like I'm gonna see you and I think I still might see my old therapist. My therapist was like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, they're gonna fight. They're gonna be like, <laughs> you're gonna pick favorites. They're gonna be going in on each but other. Suzanne said, and I'm like, gonna say the same thing. Suzanne said, I'm gonna say what was that guy's name? Anthony. Anthony, I'm the only therapist you need. Don't listen to John. I could help you get through this. Keep calling me back next week, and keep me updated on this problem. Don't see anyone else. In fact, you don't even need meetings. Forget the drug meetings I was talking about. We can get through this together. You don't need any 12-step. We're going to, me and you. I was going to agree with you, but I think you should go to the NA meetings. I think those can be a huge help in that community. Can give you people who know what you're going through and people you can talk to. Like they got phone lists at those meetings. So you reach out to people who really share like your, like who have been through similar shit. So they know what you're talking about. They won't judge you for it because a lot of people don't have people to talk to. And, uh, and then you can be of service and help people, which is good for your self-esteem. Originally, I would have agreed with this advice from John, but because he kind of knocked my therapy skills, you don't need meetings, Anthony. You just need this right here. You just need this show and me. So call in next week. I want you to just try going cold turkey for a week. Just try going cold turkey. Think of it as a game. And every day you go cold, every day that you go cold turkey, you're making me look good. I like that. I like that. Yeah. So if you can do that, in conjunction with some of the other stuff we mentioned. Or, or not. Or none of the stuff we mentioned. I think you're going to be on a good road to recovery. And I, I wish you well, man. That's a tough thing you're going through. But um, I think you're taking good action steps already. I think so, too. A very good one calling in here. Yeah, because I'm good at therapy, dude. I, I believe it. I mean, I've seen it firsthand. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming and doing the podcast. Is that it? Yeah. Are we done? Unless unless there's anything else you want to share with the world, anything you want to plug? No, I think I said everything that's ever happened to me. Um, do you want to plug? Yeah. Uh, going Deep with Chad and JT podcast. That's a podcast oh, that's right. I do with my dear friend, uh, Chad. Chad Kroger. The, the dog, the legend, the beast. Um, and uh, also our um, his Instagram page, at Chad Goes Deep. Is what a selfless guy. You're not even plugging your Instagram. You're plugging someone else's Instagram. Well, I, I don't... I don't post as much but um, like any content i work on with him goes up on there so that that's the main hub okay. where, where the people so at chad goes deep at chad goes deep you can also check me out at, at jt par 14 and uh beyond that what else do i want to plug oh my friend uh, danny babone is a baseball coach at uci is that irvine yeah UC irvine? they okay. should call it uc newport beach because it's right there uh that's how i always plug it um but nice. I, I want that team to be great i want danny to be a one of the best coaches ever. So uh, if you're a good baseball player, go to UCI and uh, tell, him, up, tell him JT. You're it. saying even if those players are good enough to get a scholarship somewhere else, for, forge your scholarship. That's not a word. It's forgo. not forge. Forgo your scholarship and play for UCI. Absolutely. Yeah, I can say 100%. Yeah, I mean, if you got money, like give the scholarship to someone else who needs it more and go to UCI. Yeah, go- Newport Beach is a beautiful town and the coach is dope. He's cool. He's a great guy. He's yeah. the best. So go play for a chill team and make them good. And he's like legit ripped. Like six pack, shredded? Like fucking super Does he shredded. wax his chest? Uh, No, he just doesn't have much chest hair. He's got a little bit. Laser, maybe? No, I don't think he does any of that manicure. He's just a lucky guy. He's just, you know, Not good, a lot of hair. good genetics. Yeah. Good for him. I got a fucking hairy chest, dude. Looks good, though. You think so? Yeah. My dog. Um, all right. Thanks for doing it. Dude, thank you for having me. This was really um great. All right. <laughs> Yeah. All right. See you guys next time. Later, dude.